Thanks so much for joining today, our Tell It By Tuesday podcast. Today, we're going to talk about networking and the difference between extroverts and introverts, which I'm super excited because we have a guest today, Miss Tiffany. She's our resident extrovert. She's going to help us here and understand just some of the differences. And we also have Coach Shana here and talk about it as well. So welcome both of you, Coach Shana and Miss Tiffany. Thank you so much. Welcome to our listeners. Yes. I have said this a few times. I'm an introvert and people can drain me very quickly. (laughs) Just seeing people sometimes can drain me. So this topic is near and dear to me because a big portion of career growth comes from networking. It is the key. We all know that. But it's tough to do because it's an art. It's not a science. There's no book on how to best do it. So I would like to get your thoughts, Ms. Tiffany, on just how you handle it. You know, as introverts, we are very fearful of, of networking. <laughs> so for networking, for me, I've done it many different times, many different ways. I love going to the events. So I love going like networking social events. I've been to multiple where I'll go even by myself and I'll have on my little cute little outfit to make sure I'm presentable. And whoever I see, if I see someone standing alone, I walk up to any random person and just start talking. What do you do for a living? How long have you been here? What are you here for? I just start asking questions. I'm just a conversationalist. So it just comes natural. My goodness. So an introvert, imagine, imagine walking up an introvert. Like I, when you were saying that, Tiffany, I was like, that sounds like a CSI investigation, all those questions. I resonated with what you said around going up to the person that's by themselves. Um, And I find that I am very intentional about finding someone that's by themselves to make them feel included. But yeah, what I thought of you coming up, I was like, that sounds kind, but it really sounds like an investigative reporter. Scary. As introverts, we do kind of like to stand off to the side, right? People mingle and they go from conversation to conversation. And it can be difficult to keep the conversation going, especially for an introvert. Because after a while, after you say, how's the weather? How are you doing? Who are you mm-hmm. hearing? If you don't find that connection in the first maybe minute, <laughs> I find that people keep on moving on. So I find somebody that I can connect with. Yeah. It is very difficult, at least for me. I'm not the best at networking. I try. You said, I go to large networking events. Like, oh my God. Yeah, I do. I was going to say, I admire that because if I have to go to something with a ton of people, Tiffany, all I feel is dread. Like, I pictured you getting ready in your nice, cute outfit, like you said. Seriously, take time. And I would be like, oh, oh, dragging my feet. Why do I have to put on makeup? What do I want to wear? What can I eat after this? Very different mindset. Wow, that's amazing. For me, when I see someone standing up to the side, I don't ever want anyone to feel uncomfortable. And you can tell when I look, you can see those people who are like there because they feel like they need to be there, but they feel uncomfortable. So I think it's more of an energy type of thing when I see those standing up. It's like, oh, they were scared, maybe. I'm not scared. So maybe I'll go help them be unscared and have a conversation with the man. Let's walk. Let's tell them let's walk around. It just comes natural. So it feels natural. The conversation always flows natural. Kelly, I never met Kelly, never really had a conversation with her. And I just laid it all out there. So when we started talking, and we bonded, and we've been talking ever since. And it's my thing. I don't know why. I think that's a a great segue into, though, how other people can be perceiving you from a career perspective at a networking event. Mm -hmm. That was 
really helpful insight for you to do what you call read someone's energy. And then that seems like it informs what your next action is going to be in relation to, do I go meet that person? Right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty significant. It is a known fact that people dread those events. Most people dread that type of event. And the fact that you like going to that, which a nice outfit, right? Can hint. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. It, it's a fantastic skill to have. And you said it comes naturally. When did you know that this was something that you can just do? So I worked around all attorneys who are majority introverted just in nature from their career wise. It's not that they're an introvert as a person, but when it's their business is their business when it comes to work. They're not really trying to talk and have conversations with anyone outside of their business area that they're working in. So I just came into contact with multiple people who I noticed were a little outgoing and were able to have conversations with you or with anyone and and brought uh, that feeling of comfortability and heard from them. So I would watch them go around talking to different people and I will watch how they were respected in the area. And I'm like, that is a great thing. And I know I can do that because I like that. I like people. I like making people comfortable. I like getting to know others. I want to meet new people so that I can move up. So my thought process, I think, was more of trying to move up and be better within my career. And by doing this, I've seen others being able to move up and others being able to have great relationships with people. So I kind of took it on in that way, if that makes sense. That's a great suggestion to just find someone that maybe you have noticed that are really good at just being charismatic and can work a room and really mm-hmm. be personable with other people. That's a, a really good way to get started, to just get comfortable around it. And even yeah. better if you can get that person to be your wing person. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and help you go around the room, which it sounds like you do when you see that person, you know, that wallflower, which probably is me. Looking to try to get into a conversation, it's always a good thing that you're helping others as well. That helps your brand uh, as someone that is is inclusive, as Shauna mm-hmm. talked about earlier. So that's amazing. It was just a matter of the moment, in the moment, and we clicked. That's a good, a good call out if you want to have some type of exchange. Like, let's say, Tiffany, you meet Kelly as your coach, and then... She introduces you to, let's say, someone that's a personal chef, for example. Let's say you're planning a wedding, right? Mm -hmm. Then you can use it as a tool, but you got to nurture the relationship. So if you meet that personal chef and your wedding's six months away, you may want to just check in with them, follow them on Instagram, be like, hey, you know, just comment once a month or something to keep you top of mind to that person. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think there is the opportunity to exchange contact info in case you see the value of that person, especially as we're thinking about career, especially if that person's an influencer to a decision maker. You want their number, right? Yes, like, absolutely. what are they I've, exchanged, I've definitely exchanged LinkedIn before. Gotcha. Yeah. I have found it very easy for people to open up and talk at length when you ask them about their jobs. Yeah. Yes, that's definitely my go-to question. What do you do for work? At most networking events. Yeah. And if it's someone with your existing group of people, then base it on, hey, what did you think about the most recent company meeting? Seems to be safe. And then I've noticed people will drop in personal details like, oh, yeah, I was working in construction until my dad 
my dad needed me to take care of him. You may start to hear some personal details yeah, or you can find connections with somebody when they do stuff like that. I think that's how I approach it. As an introvert, I really like to listen. And a lot of people perceive that as sometimes me not being engaged. But then if I'm having work meetings or what have you, I try to be on camera so they can see my facial expressions and see Mm -hmm. that I'm very engaged just to make sure that they don't think I'm not interested or a part of the topic because I'm being quiet. I, I try to either tell people that up front or demonstrate that I'm listening by maybe restating something they say at some point in the conversation. One of the things that I've noticed is that for introverts, we have to be more intentional because our normal reaction is not to talk to you. Like, <laughs> And it's not a reflection on anyone else. It's just a fact of just how our energy is and what we need to keep moving and keep going. We don't need as much interaction, but we have to be more intentional about showing our face, being visible, making sure we're in the right place at the right time so that we are connecting. We like to be in peace and quiet and be more introspective, but it can be challenging in a career setting because we will see that extroverts are going to be able to drive the corporate ladder faster. And for me as an extrovert, I think I have to be more intentional about stepping back because I feel like sometimes I overdo it. So I over extend my services. I overextend my generosity. Like I just overextend things sometimes and I do too much as an extrovert. Do you have an example of when you feel like that's bitten you in the bottom? I don't know. So I'll give an example of being asked to do certain stretch assignments or certain volunteer things. I'm, I've always been the one to say, yeah, I'll do it because I had a conversation with them or I met them and we talked about something in particular. So they're like, oh, Tiffany will be great for that. I just spoke to her and I'm like, um, no, I don't want to do that. I like you. You're cool. But no. <laughs> So I think sometimes me talking, having conversations, being super friendly and just showing my bubbly spirit doesn't always work to my advantage. For our listeners who feel like they aren't getting opportunities or stretch opportunities, maybe evaluating how they're being perceived by other people. Like if you're bubbly, Mm -hmm. Tiffany, and you're always just in the right room and people recognize you because they saw you maybe at a different networking event. The types of things that you're doing, it seems to be attracting opportunities to you. So I think any of our listeners, even if you're not an extrovert, this is one way to at least be more visible and how that in itself can bring opportunities your way. Yeah. And I think it's making sure that when you do have those intentional conversations, that you're talking about what it is that Tiffany or that you want to actually do. And just because Mm -hmm. you can do doesn't mean that you should to your point, right? And that's okay. And no one should ever feel bad about saying no. That's the best word that you can ever use in a situation where you need to create boundaries for yourself. The answer is no. Maybe the answer is just silence. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing that things are coming to you because most people are not going to get those opportunities or maybe have to ask for them. So it is a great thing that you're doing that. I would love to get 10% of just wanting to be in a large crowd. I mean, that's just insane for me. I just get, I get worked up and tired just thinking about it. A lot of times in those events, you can hear other people talking about opportunity. So even Mm -hmm. just being aware, someone that's an introvert may not go up to a conversation, a circle of five people where they hear about an opportunity, 
But maybe the next day at work, they can approach the person who brought that up in conversation one on one. So so that the opportunity isn't lost. And the, and it be, as an introvert, it's easy for people not to even realize you're in the room. Right. So if the introvert is to go to that person one on one and say, hey, I was at X, Y, Z last night. I thought I overheard you mentioning an opportunity to participate in X, Y, Z assignment. What do you think about considering me for that? It also brings to the attention of the person who mentioned the opportunity that was in the room. Because usually when people are excited and they're talking and they are talking to the people that are closest in proximity to them, and that could be a group of folks, but I could be right behind one of those people in that group hearing the conversation, just not directly in the line of sight of the person leading the conversation and still show that I was listening by doing that offline. Let me come back and ask the person about it. And I, and I like that. I actually had that happen to me recently. So many events. I think I'm eventing out with them. But a lot of events where you come and, and gather with everyone that's within the building with you. And I recall standing, talking to a couple of people that I had just met at, at a different event. And um, we were talking. I gave my thoughts. All of us shared our experience. I walked off and someone came behind me. She tapped me and she said, Hi, I heard your conversation and just wanted to know more. And it it was a little scary because I had said a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Right, right. (laughs) However, she was really nice and we were able to collaborate later on. So I I understand the process of someone talking to you after the fact, not actually within the group. So, cool so that for her, right? Like, yeah, she got a, a rich feedback. She got some transparent feedback without even soliciting it by right. listening to you all. Right. I've never seen her or anything. So I don't even remember where she came from, but she heard. And she chose me out of the 10 people to come and have a conversation with. That's a good thing, Tiffany. I didn't even think of it that way, to be honest. I'm like, she heard my big mouth. And now, well, now I have to help. Or one thing I like to do is if you got other in your network who are looking for an opportunity, delegate be like oh have you asked stephanie about that opportunity you may want to just start with her i look i'm start doing that <laughs> yeah yeah I think that's a good way to champion somebody else sometimes people confuse that a network has to be with people above you but the people that are your peers and the people that may be below you in terms of level junior team members etc can also be a really great network for you because you never know where people are going to end up and people talk mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so as long as you are front of mind and a part of the conversation, no matter what the level of stakeholder, it's always a good thing. And so having good relationships with people, no matter what the level or title is, mm-hmm. is really a great way as well. And it sounds like you're not really differentiating when that puts you in that leadership view. Networking is dynamic and it lives and breathes. You can't yeah, sure. just network once. You got to keep networking. It never ends. And that's one of the things I get challenged with is I'll network when I first come into a company and I'll like really connect with people. And then I'm like, cool, I got my team. And then I I lay off. I just try to deepen my relationships with the people that I've connected with or with people who are on my team that I'm working with at the time. But then what what happens is that people start to leave and move on. And then so a lot of things start to shift around me. And every single time I find myself like, ah, oh, I think I start over because I have not kept up with the networking. It's something that you brought up to me that I think is a really good point is you can't just go to one event. If there's many events, go to as many as you can 
to continue the conversation because you never know who's going to be in that room. That all right? Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna throw a, a virtual flag on the plate for both of you ladies. Mm-hmm. Post COVID, I feel like the number one burning question right now would be, how do you network if you don't work in the office with people and you're remote all the time? Uh, go ready. I love go. it. Love it. That's like my thing. When you are now in a remote situation, you can have those one-on-one conversations and people are more open to just have 15 minutes video chat with you, virtual coffee to talk about something. And then also the organization has those little events where you can have this video chat with some leader, et cetera, to get to know them. And then you can foster the relationship after that. So one of the things that I've done is I'll introduce myself via email and find a reason if you're already existing, maybe it's a new project you're on or you notice them in the internal news or maybe externally in the industry and just reaching out to connect and see if they're willing to jump for a coffee just for introductions and see if there's a connection there. So to me, I love it because people are a little bit more open to just have that 15 minutes with you to connect. And then there's me. I struggled. <laughs> I struggled so bad because I went from going to happy hours and events and things with my coworkers all the time to now we're stuck in the house and can't do anything. We can't go anywhere. So how am I going to have conversations with them now? Who am I going to talk to? I just start talking to people that I normally talk to and seeing what they were doing. Then they're like, just put yourself on their calendar. Or like Kelly said, send them an email, introduce yourself. So I began to do that. And I always made sure I was on camera for every meeting so that everyone could still see my, my beautiful smiling face. And I would say things like that. Like, hey, you guys see my beautiful smiling face today. But that it was it was a struggle. It was a real struggle during COVID. And now out of COVID, I'm happy. I like going into the office. I don't want to go into the office on a day that I'm full of meetings, though. So if I'm full of meetings, I can't talk to anybody. But if I'm going into the office to talk to people. So I like to go in at least once or twice a week to talk to people, have lunch and network. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that is my intention when I go into the office. I don't want to sit in meetings. Yeah, I figured that there would be two very different responses. But I, I was like, in the new work environment we have, that question came to mind for me. And so I thought of it. I actually had someone contact me just this week and they asked me for a list of people who would be interested in having a discussion about a topic with them. And so what if a person doesn't have a network yet? I like Kelly's idea of send an email, introduce yourself. And I also like if you love to be in the office, just physically be present, like walk up to people in the break room and introduce yourself and talk about from before you join the organization. Since the great resignation, there's an influx of people who haven't been with an organization long and they're maybe struggling for what's appropriate in that particular organization's culture to start to build a network. I agree. I agree. I definitely agree with you. It's, it's so many ways that you can look at this. And as introverts, we have to figure out what's going to work for us. So you have to just kind of keep tweaking it and keep working at it. Because it is so important. It's so much about who you know, and not always about what you know. We all know that that's super important for our careers and our career growth. And it's good for us personally, too, just to connect and get different perspectives and get some diversity of thought. It's okay to be an introvert. It's okay to be an extrovert. It is not any right answer in how you network. It's just the fact that you need to do it. And though we may have different approaches, 
the end result is what we're trying to get to, which is create connections and meaningful connections with people that we can help or that can help us at some point in our careers. You want more tips and tricks, you can take a look at our blog in our description to learn more. So appreciate you joining Ms. Tiffany today and also Coach Shauna. Great tidbits and, and expertise and experience shared today. And we'll talk again in the next Tell It By Tuesday. Thanks so much for joining. Thank you.